forever. Dog. Eighties weren't perfect, but I'll tell you what they didn't have. There were no uh, safe spaces. <laughs> there were no trigger warnings. And there were no peanut allergies. It has to start somewhere. It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Oh, that's right. What better time than now? And guess what, everybody? This is the time, and now is the time. And welcome to the best show. My name is Tom Sharpley. I'm the host of tonight's installment, and we have a great show for you tonight. It's Valentine's Day Eve. So what we're going to talk about is love. Very simple. What do you love? Call in. Tell me about it. 201 989 You pick up the phone. You make a call. We're talking about love and an incredible live set from an amazing band, Daystar, from Austin, Texas. Get ready for that. They are going to blow your socks off. We got a lot on the table tonight, and you're going to have fun. So sit back, relax, and get ready for... The best shall play the theme. show here on a fantastic Tuesday night in February of 2024. How's everybody doing tonight? Having a good one? I hope you're sitting back, enjoying the evening, and realizing that the planet is on the way out. Soon we will be a pile of dirt. It already is a pile of dirt. Can we put the air on in here, please? Speaking of destroying the environment, huh? Uh, Physician, heal thyself much. We just heard from Shannon Shaw, the amazing Shannon Shaw. Oh, I love Shannon Shaw so much. That voice, greatest voice. What amazing. You want to hear something amazing? You go back and you listen to Shannon's set during the Best Show 24. 
That was an amazing performance. Melted my heart. We just heard Crying My Eyes Out from Shannon's album, Shannon in Nashville. What a great record. What a great singer. Shannon and the Clams coming back. Very excited about that. So much to be excited about. Firstly and foremostly. First, foremost, foremostly, is that it? You can't say foremostly. First and foremost. First and foremost. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. The greatest, most natural, the most organic holiday that has ever been is tomorrow. So what we're going to do tonight, we're going to talk all about love and the things you love. And it don't just got to be people. It's about love. Valentine's Day is about love. So you call 201 989 Maybe you love, oh, I don't know, like I love sports beans. This is what my friend got me hooked on. Nom, nom, nom. Sports beans. If anybody knows where I can get my hands on more sports beans, please let me know. I'm kind of falling apart. I ran out. This is my last bag. I ate six bags a day. You call up about anything you want when it comes to love. You want to talk. Look, Tavy is saying, I love those crunchy fried noodles that you get with Chinese restaurant soup. The grease bag, I call it. Right? The grease bag. You see how that just soaks through everything. The grease in those on those noodles. Grease. The grease is the word at the Chinese food place when it comes to those bags and grease. We were talking about grease uh, uh, earlier today because I saw the movie Saltburn and not since Greece have I seen someone look 20 years older than the part they were playing. That guy is that high, is that college? The holdovers look younger. The bleeping holdovers look younger than that kid. Saltburn. More like heartburn. Uh, oh, you got heartburn. Because he's old. They got the one the one guy. He's just beautiful guy. He's in it. Apparently he's on Euphoria, which I'm not allowed to watch, of course. Uh Got caught watching it. My mother flipped out, put a blocker on the TV. I can't even watch uh, VH1 no more because of that. It's it for Lionel Richie videos. Ain't seen one in weeks. We are the world. All right, take it easy. We are the children. That doesn't wait. The guy doesn't wait for the cue. We are what, the what ones is, who make a brighter day. What, so let's what, start giving. What is this? There's a choice we're making. What are you doing? (laughs) You haven't seen the greatest night in pop yet, Tom. Mike, just wait for the introduction. (laughs) Like this guy. This guy just saw my intro. He's sweating. He's sweating the You're gonna get your moment. You mentioned Lionel. 
Uh, yeah, Lionel. Remember that's Lionel? What, that's, how that, Mike, that's how Michael called him. Remember that guy Lionel? The <laughs> guy on WABC? <laughs> that yeah. loser? Unfortunately. Yeah. Mike, just hang tight for it. It's it, it a matter of moments. Okay. So, this salt burn. The one guy is stunning looking. Never seen a more perfect human. The other guy, he looks like uh, it's like a dock worker just showed up. And look, I ain't age doing nothing. I'm falling apart in front of your eyes. I know the score. I'm just saying like recognizes like. That ain't no kid. Barry Coogan, Quigan, Keegan. He is, he ain't no kid. He ain't no kid, that dude. He was, uh, so yeah, so I saw that. What got me? I would say I had a point and then something happened. Some guy started singing, we are the world, when I was in the middle of something. Hold on. Let me piece it together. You were talking about how old the actors were. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Saltburn. But what was it before that that got me there? Uh, you couldn't watch Euphor- uh, Euphoria? Euphoria. We're getting there. We're closer. That's we're where cl- I came in. That's you where you came <laughs> Lionel. <laughs> That's where I came in. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I just want to say. And this is the part that gets me. I love Mike. Mike is the best. Oh, Grease. Grease. Thank you. Yes. Yes. The Greasy Noodles. Grease. The Greasy Noodles. And then Grease has actors. Is the last movie I remember having actors who were way out of the age that they were supposed to be playing. Like that one guy when he goes, but does he have a friend? That's 46. Supposed to be in high school. Not since that have I seen an old oldie fitting in a role. That kid in Saltburn. Did you see Saltburn, Mike? Oh, now I can't. Get Unfortunately, it. I, can't I get did. It. Now I can't get the guy. Now the guy's <laughs> a ghost. No, so you saw Saltburn. Yeah, and you were saying you. I remember you were saying it was the movie of the year. That's what you were saying. <laughs> Must be some other guy. <laughs> yeah, that I'm going to respectfully say with Saltburn, not my cup of tea. And I will say, also not my cup of tea. Maybe to each that, his own. Mike, that's how we should be, Mike, to each their own. Because they, <laughs> everybody can have their own. <laughs> For 2024, Mike, what if you and I both say, not my cup of tea, when it's something we can't stand? Yeah, uh, yeah, I just not my learned cup some. Of tea. I just uh, clock in the tea. Did you ever hear that phrase? I, I learned a new phrase today. Like spilling the tea? No. Somebody in the chat clock the tea. 
Mike. Somebody, somebody help me out. It, it was a new phrase I came across today, and I'm like, what the heck is that? What is clocking? Can someone help Mike spill it? I thought it was spilling the tea. I thought Mike was going to start to talk about Kiki. I thought that was coming. I was like. No, it's what, I think it means when somebody, when you agree with somebody and you're, you're saying they're telling the truth. Okay. The tea is for truth, but do mm-hmm. you say clock the tea? Are you going to clock the tea? I'm going to clock the tea. Well, we have Mike. I try to clock the tea all the time. Thank you, Mike. I found the definition if anyone wants to see. It is to, to look at or check out the tea with tea meaning truth. So clock the tea means check it out. Here's the truth, et cetera. Gotcha. There you go. Mike, we have Mike. We have Pat. Pat, are you there, Pat? Mm, yes. Mm, there we got Pat. And I think Jason is not here tonight. Is that correct? That is correct. Jason is on assignment. Jason's on assignment. So we got... The Three Horsemen. And since he's not here, that's all we get of the theme. That's enough. Now I'll play. Well, when the good Lord made his mind up, he said, this mic needs more men. Four men. Horsemen. And that was it. Here come the horsemen, four horsemen. Oh, yeah, here comes the horsemen. Yeah, the three horsemen. How's it going, Mike and Pat? What's the What's oh, the good word? Just living the dream. LTD, baby. LTD. Mike. Living the dream. I didn't see most of the Super Bowl. No. Did you see it? I did see it. Um, Pat Super Bowl. It was on throughout the night in the background at a family event, and my dad was, I think, the only one who sat and watched it the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I caught it in pieces. I caught um, a lot of Jesus ads in pieces, and yeah, I don't know. I was mostly hanging out, talking to other people, eating food. This is the first Super Bowl I've missed in as long as I can remember. I went to see Brushstroke, the James Urbaniak play. On Super Bowl Sunday? On Super Bowl Sunday. It was a matinee. The tickets were purchased not realizing that it was Super Bowl Sunday. What are you going to do? I'm fine with it. It was a great play. James Urbaniak is so good in this thing. If you're in L.A., Go see Brushstroke. Remember the the discount code Egg Cream. It's great. James is a truly great actor. What a what a thrill to watch him on stage. Um, but yeah, it looked like a crappy Super Bowl. I mean, it's a good game, I guess. Right? It's just like it goes overtime. That's a that's a good game. But this just feels no, like the, a, the first half was boring, Tom. Okay. Yeah, I heard the writing in the second half was excellent. <laughs> yeah. Now they uh the only flub was they didn't have Kelsey score the winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. So Mike, you feel this was scripted. Uh when they achieved the highest ratings for a sporting event mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Uh I think something's fishy. Uh Goodell was meeting with Taylor in the booth before the game. I guess he gave her uh, the check for all the extra money she brought into the league. 
So he presented so. her the check at the game. He didn't. Yeah. They yeah, couldn't arrange camera. that. That had to happen on premises. That couldn't have. <laughs> well, they got there was caught. No, no other way to get her the like... money. No other way to get her the money. <laughs> got it. Oh, she'll be at the stadium. Well, I'll go up to the booth and hand her the check then, of course. Yeah. 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 It's not like she has business associates who could swing by the office and pick the check up. It's a personal touch. I thought they were going to hold her uh, hold her flight delayed in Act One, you know, build suspense. Yeah. All I want to say, good. I just want to say something to any of this stuff. Do you know how hard it is to script anything? The best show we try to script stuff on this thing. There's four people, six people working on it. Half the time, it falls apart within five minutes. How are you supposed to script a football game? Passes, well, it, tackles, touchdowns. How are you supposed to script that? There's not that many scores. There's not that many scores. You know, okay. and and uh, so it's. I think it's easier than say basketball or baseball. I think it's the easiest. Mike wrestling. Well. <laughs> and do you know why the football got the biggest ratings ever, Mike? Uh, Taylor Swift certainly didn't hurt things, <laughs> but it is not like the NFL has been in free fall ratings wise. <laughs> and then finally they had a good year. Yeah. This stuff grows every year. It's not now religion. Level, it's huge though. It's it of course huge always jump. huge. It was Mike. more popular than, uh, the, the, the lunar landing. Yeah. You know why? Because uh, uh, 13,000 people had TVs at that point. <laughs> Not everybody uh-huh. had a TV. You go now. Uh-huh. Oh, it's on every TV. You know what else makes it? Every TV, every, we go to a restaurant, they have 12 TVs on the wall. There's more TVs than ever now. And a lot of them are playing Bar Rescue. A lot of them are playing Bar That's right. A lot of them are playing Bar Rescue. No, I just look. This is what I'll say about this Taylor Swift thing. First of all. If Taylor Swift was running January 6th, Mike Pence would not be with us uh, at this point. That is a pretty substantial uh, soft cult that's going there. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. it, uh, but more power. It's, well, it's li- look, it's live music. It's real music. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Again, is it for me? No, it's not for me. But the thing I don't like, this is what I, and Mike, you know what I don't like. This Taylor Swift is dragging Lana Del Rey around like a bleeping show oh, pony. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on stage at the Grammys. Oh, yeah. come to the booth at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Not liking it, huh? No. People are calling him Betty and Veronica. Yeah. You know what it would be like? It'd be like a freaking, uh, freaking, uh, 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 Hold on. Hold on. Keep going. No. Keep going. Well, hold on. Be good. This is what it's, it's going to be, be like. It would be like if. Give me a name from the. It'd be like from the 60s. If we're in the 60s, it if, would be Mick, like if. Mick Jagger. Joey out with Bishop. If Joey Bishop was dragging Lou Reed everywhere. Joey Bishop. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, it would be okay. Dean Martin. Or Sinatra. It'd be like if Sinatra suddenly brought Lou Reed everywhere. 
getting the cred on Lou's back. <laughs> this kid's got a song about heroin. Wait till you hear this one. He played me some weird stuff the other night, Jack. <laughs> He's got one the- up his sleeve called Sister Ray. What about the cast of Grease hanging out with the cast of Nashville? It ain't about a nun. (laughs) He's singing these songs. They're weird. (laughs) He's got this one. I'm waiting for my man. I thought it was about picking a friend up. He's going uptown to get drugs. (laughs) He's getting Uh reefer uptown. (laughs) Uh-huh. He's on a rag. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sports bean. Oh, my sports bean fell. <laughs> Seriously, clean that one off. I can. <laughs> I'm going away. <laughs> no, it really, it really would be like if Sinatra had Lou Reed going everywhere with him, and he's just like, because Sinatra's huge. Everybody loves him. He's so big. But is he cool? He ain't cool. That's Lana Del Rey. This poor Lana Del Rey is getting dragged everywhere like a like a mascot. And I, yeah, and she doesn't seem that happy. She's I not. Mean, yeah, uh, what's going on there? Her agent? Do they have the same agent? I don't know. I look. I think it's the kind of thing. You know, when you're hanging out with somebody, you're just kind of like, I'm cooler than this person. It's like when you would go to the house, Mike, uh-huh. to that house with the guys listening to albums. Oh, yeah. You went the there, room. The room. You knew you were cooler than those guys up there. <laughs> yeah. But you hung with them. You hung. You hung with them with the knowledge that you're cooler than these guys. Yeah. Watch this segue, Tom. I'm going to get get it back on The Greatest Night in Pop. <clears throat> yeah. If you watch this on Netflix, you haven't seen it yet. I'm halfway through. Oh, we started okay. it. We started it last night. So, who's Delana Del Rey in the We Are the World group? You asking me, Dan yeah. Aykroyd. Well, yeah, we'll get to Dan Aykroyd later. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is a whole other subject. Yeah, but uh, Bob Dylan looks pretty miserable throughout the first. Three quarters, I would say. There's a choice of making. <laughs> We're giving our own ways. <laughs> yeah, he has a nice moment with Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. where Stevie Wonder is doing an impression of Bob to Bob. Yeah. yeah. To get him to figure it out how, how to sing yeah. his line. Mm-hmm. But Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. You're right. What is that guy doing there? One, he's in the middle of the picture almost yeah. all the time. Yeah. He got there because of an agent. Somebody had a, a, a the same agent. And then he gets top billing because of his name, Aykroyd. Yeah. So when you get this record, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd is yeah. at the top. I got to look at this. I got to look at that now. This, Mike. I, I, I mean, it, it's it's nuts. I got to see this. And now. he knows he doesn't belong there. He's, he's got a look on his face like. And, and, and the whole time. Right. You know, Mike. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> Mike, I mean, I'm only halfway through, but like the first person that I was feeling like had the biggest imposter syndrome was Huey Lewis. He was like, he was like the, the whole first half. He's like, he's like, I don't know why they asked me, but I, I was so happy to be there. Like I, he was, he seemed the most grateful and like 
but like shy about the fact that like he wasn't as famous as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Even though by mid eighties he 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 did have a lot of fame, but like he was like in comparison, he was like oh yeah, would, he knew he knew his place, you know. He, he knew his place. Hum- he's yeah. a humble guy, a humble guy. Definitely. And then he even gets uh, you know, I felt bad for Sheila E. She yeah. gets used. They thought she was going to get Prince to the thing. Right, right. And then when Prince doesn't make it, Yui gets his line. So Yui wasn't going to get a line until that happened. And then uh, I think Michael Jackson was the one like, hey, get Yui in there. You need to go to Dan Aykroyd, that's for sure. (laughs) I'm looking at trying to look at the artwork to see a good. So there's a documentary of it? Yeah, it's called Greatest Night in Pop. Greatest Night in Pop. We're not going to play it, the streamer. It's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. The greatest night in pop. Yeah. And I'm looking at the, uh, the, oh my God. Dan Aykroyd gets, cause it's like a staggered list. He gets his own line. It just says what the top line, Dan Aykroyd. Then you look, certain lines have multiple people on them. Well, this line is the weirdest. Billy Joel. Cindy Lauper, Huey Lewis, and it's an ampersand. The following line: the news. <laughs> the news got on there. Who's in the news? That one vampire-looking dude, bass player. He it's was there. Uh huh. But it got me thinking, Tom. Was Huey Lewis like, I can't do this if the news aren't in on this thing? I'm out. <laughs> No, 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 that's no. a miss. That's a misprint. No, no he, he, yeah, that's somebody. And who invited like... the news? <laughs> well, they're not there. Take it easy. They're not there. Take it easy. <laughs> Kenny Sorry. Rogers, Diana Ross, Paul Simon. Wow, 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 wow. Right, that's uh. Cindy and Paul Lomper. Simon gets gets off a, a cruel uh, Don, uh, Bob Denver joke that was not fair. A, yeah, a, a cruel Bob Denver joke. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You'll okay. you'll you'll see it when it comes it's, in. Uh, like, it's it's pretty low bar. It's pretty what? punched. It's you just it, like it, was that necessary? You, you couldn't punch lower than I've that. I've never it had. Was like, well, it, I think it was is 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 a uh, is uh, Bob Denver working at the event or something? No, he's, no, not, he's not there. there. He's not. He there, wasn't invited, but, but he was yeah. just like it's such a dumb dig, and like you know, Paul Simon, known for his humor, uh, yeah, really really nails it. And no, it's he's just very like, funny. Paul Simon is a very funny writer. <laughs> uh-huh. But it, you can tell there's still some leftover resentment from the '70s, and 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 John Denver is a uh, John Denver, go-to. not Bob Denver. John Denver. You yeah, said I, Bob I said Denver. I'm picturing yeah, Gilligan. I, I'm sorry. I'm Gilli- sorry. I'm Mike, sorry. I I'm picturing Gilligan from Gilligan's I Island. Denver's mixed up. I'm saying. John Denver. John Denver. I'm saying to myself. I didn't even hear the word Bob. I just, I'm saying. <laughs> this is a, for the last two minutes, this is what I've been thinking. Why the hell is Paul Simon making jokes about <laughs> Gilligan? <laughs> All right. Uh, that works too, right? That works too. That works too. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> but I got an idea. I mean, I don't want to spoil the the topic, but maybe we can ser- save this for next time. Who yeah. would be in a We Are the World oh event today? Oh my God, Mike, Mike, Mike! Top of the list for this guy. Top of the list. That's a killer topic. We're I doing. I just want to be. I want to be uh, 
totally transparent here in Jason's absence that he, he did pitch. He actually pitched that a few weeks ago. Oh, did he? Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, Jason. Was that, was that one of the okay. meetings, I think? All right. Yeah. Then there you go. Uh, I missed those meetings. It's the team. It's that one. It's the team. Group, group, group thing. Hive, Hive mind. mind. Hive mind. Yeah. Hive mind. Uh-huh. Wah, 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 wah. We are the world 2024. We are the world 2024. All I can picture right off the bat are Jake and Logan Paul. <laughs> there comes a time. You see, like, because Jake Paul's a singer, of course. We all love his song, uh, It's Every Day, Bro. Um, it's Every Day, Bro, with that Disney Channel flow. I cannot wait to watch Jake Paul get his head knocked off when he finally fights like a real fighter. He's going to get his block knocked off. I can't wait. So we are the world 2024. We will build that list. Just picture Jake and Logan Paul singing together. There comes a time when you need a helping hand. I wondered where you got this We Are the World fever from, Mike, and now it's very moving. <laughs> oh, and I just watched it today, so they're mm-hmm. going through the song multiple mm-hmm. times, so it's stuck in my head. And it is a terrible song. It's not that good. It's one yeah, of the fact, worst. Cindy Lauper's boyfriend's the only one who uh, had some clarity in saying, uh, you know, you know, my boyfriend thinks that the song's a dud. <laughs> it's not, not going to be a hit. Yeah. It's, yeah. She she had the um, she she had the audacity to say that to to Lionel, Lionel. Yeah. As Michael calls him. As Michael calls him. My, yeah. what Michael Jackson calls him Lionel. Lionel. Yeah. Lionel. There's lots of uh, animal stories. At, Passing uh, dangerous this, snakes. I, I might stop the show and just go watch this Michael's thing now. Place. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, I got to check this doc out. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you both, since I have you on the line, what do you love? Oh, man. Um, I mean, of course, I love my wife, but uh, I'm going to say something uh, ridiculous and dumb. You know when, you, when you're cutting wrapping paper and you got to cut across, but you don't have, you, you can just stop snipping it and it just it just catches and it just goes and you get to cut the whole thing in one i love that when it's a clean oh, right across oof. pat that's one of the best feelings it's one it of the really dumbest, best feelings yeah i love that i get that that is really just specific the most it's it, but no pat that is not specific it's universal yeah, I think it so. is. We all know what that feeling that it's the feeling of smooth success when it just goes. No, oh. no glitches, no catches. It's the best. You're no in stop and start. I stop and start when I cut those things so much. You'd think it was I was hooked up to an EKG machine. I've never felt more in control in my life than when I catch one of those moments. And it just it's, it's like I'm steering my destiny. Here it comes. You know, mm-hmm. of course. Love my wife, love my family. Uh, if anyone's listening, 
Love you guys. Top of the list. All right, Pat. But we get it. That, but that's a close second. <laughs> that's guy. a close second. What are you winning close an Oscar? Are you winning an Oscar? <laughs> it is a close second or third to that feeling when you cut the wrapping paper. Uh-huh. <laughs> I won't say which one's top. No. Which one's second? Look, Pat. Of course you love your family. I love them. Of love course you, you guys. do. But uh-huh. you know what? You love that moment. Love it. When the wrapping paper cuts. Can't That's when enough. you feel like the world is tilting in your favor. Baby, I love it. It goes that way. You know what I say? I say we are the world. I feel like the world at that point. It's ours. Yeah. Mike, what comes to mind for what you love? What's And the number is well, 201-289-0012. Let's get some, uh, get some calls going. I like the the small things approach, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm sticking to today because there's other things happening. Um, today it snowed. I, I wasn't expecting snow. I thought okay. I was below the the snow line, mm-hmm. but uh, we got a fair amount of snow. It was going into the morning, well okay. into the morning. It was still snowing, um, but then by the afternoon it warmed up. I didn't have to even shovel the sidewalk or the driveway. All I had to do was clean off a little bit off the car, and that was it. I was good to go. So uh, sometimes the snow event isn't as bad as you think it is. So you like that br- that type of snow. I think I know what you're talking about. It's substantial. Yeah. But then it warms up enough that it goes away. Yeah, within a, a couple of hours. Very satisfying. Oh, yeah. Because you get all the benefits of it. Yeah. But then you're free later. Then you can get in your car and go somewhere. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Horseman, stand down and stand by. I want to tell you all about the best show and how we do things here. We've got a Patreon. It's called patreon.com slash the best show. That's the URL to it. Uh, Patreon.com slash the best show. What do we, and that's, and the Patreon is how we keep the lights on for the show. That is how we do it. Podcasting is a tricky business. You see these networks are going under left and right. And not with me and not with Forever Dog. We have this thing built lean and mean, lean and mean. With that in mind, we do the Patreon and we keep it entertaining for you. Five bucks gets you the audio. Ten bucks gets you the video. Exclusive content going up all the time. Make Mike Marvel. Ask Tom. Sharpling and Worcester Q&A, Meet My Friends, The Friends. So many shows are up there. The John Gentle Show, one of the breakout shows of 2024. Everybody loves John Gentle. Um, new episodes of that going up every other week, I believe. And now there's the $5 tier, there's the $10 tier, and there's been people at the $25 tier for a while and we um whether you're at the 20 whether you're already at it or whether you want to go toward it 
We're going to take care of people who go at that level. And once again, you're not going to miss out on the best show. Nobody misses out on the best show. The best show is available. You can get every episode of the best show for free. We offer more at the Patreon, but you're getting three hours free as a bird every week. So I don't want nobody complaining. 25 a month, we have a t-shirt club now. It's called the Best Show T-Shirt Club to take care of the loyal, generous people giving at that level. Not that the rest aren't loyal. We want to thank them for going above and beyond with this club, with, with that level. So we're doing the T-Shirt Club. It's the Best Show T-Shirt Club. What is it? Every three months, if you're a member in good standing at that tier, you get an original, exclusive T-shirt designed by one of our favorite artists. Shirts are going to be high-quality shirts. It's only available to the members of the club. First one's already being done by Perry Shall, our friend Perry Shall. And uh, basically, you go to patreon.com slash the best show. You sign up for the $25 tier. Or you upgrade your membership to $25 if you're interested. You need to be signed up by the end of February, though. To get that first shirt, and you still need to be signed up by April 15th, that's when we're shipping out the shirts. It's very simple. If you have any questions, just ask them over at the Patreon. We will answer them. We're doing it every few months, every three months. We've got other t-shirts uh, artists we've talked to, and uh, it's really coming together. Um, so again, members get an exclusive original t-shirt every three months. That's four a year. The first one is Perry Shell being done right now. And regretfully, no international orders. It is just too cost prohibitive right now. Postage has gone through the roof, and it's just we're not able to swing it. Um, so thank you for the support. Patreon.com slash The Best Show. Now let's get some phone action here. 201-989-0012. I want to talk to you. We're going to do rapid fire. You don't have to uh, just call in, say it, and split. Talk about what you love. That's what we're doing tonight. 201-989-0012. And you know what? One final thing. Let's show a clip of John Gentle clip, can we? It's my favorite thing. I just want to see this clip of John Gentle. Roll the clip, please. Uh, radio shows on this network, they do the concert calendar. On Monday, catch Manhattan Transfer at the uh, Mayo Performing Arts Center in Morristown. Anya, do you want to see uh, the Manhattan Transfer on Monday? Um, I think I am going to a party. On Tuesday, you could see uh, David Steris. I've heard good things about this kid. He's speaking at the State Theater in New Brunswick, New Jersey. On Wednesday, Ricky Rockman is live at the Starland Ballroom. So if you're a fan of her music or just ballroom dancing in general, uh, you could go check that out. Uh, <laughs> this Thursday, uh, the Teachers Gone Bad Tour. Uh-oh. Oh, they're coming to the Bananas Comedy Club in Rutherford, New Jersey. They should actually get me on there. I could do uh, some stand-up comedy, right? Do you like stand-up comedy? 
all the time it's just like lame and offensive. Well, next night you could see Steve Rana ZC. Also, it's Bananas Comedy Club. If you want to, two nights of fun con. I got to check out this Teacher's Gone Bad tour because some, some people call me a bad teacher. And not because I educate poorly, but because I'm just a little bit of a devil. Uh, Chris Get Hard at the Ball House. Oh, I'm going to assume that one's not for the kids. Uh, that's also on Thursday. Uh, Nation of Language and Gustav are performing at Brooklyn Steel. I thought I thought Giuliani closed that place down. Oh my God! He actually, John Gentle, you got me again. Look, I ain't a good laugher. I ain't. The best show killed my ability to laugh because I don't like shows when people are going. (laughs) I always hated radio shows and all that stuff when people would be just like making these noises with their laughing. There's a guy. God help me. There's a guy named Andrew Schultz and the way this guy laughs. You never heard nothing like it. The fakest of fake laughs. Like screaming. But yeah, this the, the not wanting to laugh during calls with John, for example. Not wanting the show to just be uh, a la- me making noises. I started getting quieter with my laugh and stifling it. And you know what happened? I smothered my own ability to laugh. This is how Tom laughs now. That's very funny. That's when I'm, that's me in a great mood. That's very funny. That's me laughing it up. It's sick and it's sad and I am, I've paid a price. Shaved years off my life with this laugh thing. Often when I hear you all laugh, I say to myself, oh, if only, if only I could laugh like that. Remember, Tom, when you were free? Remember remember when you were free to laugh? Mm. So when you hear me laugh. John Gentle just made me laugh. He got me. You magnificent bastard, you got me. And you can get John Gentle on the Patreon, patreon.com slash the best show. Let's go to the phones and see what's up. 201-989-0012. Can we hear some of his laugh, please, first? Is it possible to get audio on that? Uh, we need just a second. It's Andrew Schultz. Looked like he was there with uh, Sebastian Manning. Like he was like, I figured I'd swing by and talk to. Uh, and I'm doing who is that? That's uh, Dennis Fran- uh, Dennis Farina. I think I'm doing my Dennis Farina impression. Listen to this fake laugh that Andrew Schultz does. You're never going to believe it. That a human would do this. And think that everyone would be okay with this as a laugh. (laughs) 
set that up, and I'm going to talk to a caller now. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom. How's it going tonight? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is uh, the Rickles Ties guy. The Rickles Ties guy. Don, Don Rickles. This listener. And now your name again is Clark. Eric. Eric. Close. I got a C and an yeah. R in there. Um, this guy, I read on, on the show once, oh, there's a Don Rickles estate auction going on. This enterprising youngster bid on Don Rickles ties and belts, won the auction, found out they do not ship the items told me we struck a deal where if I picked up the items and shipped them, I could keep one tie and one belt. I picked them up. I shipped it. I've got the tie and belt. I'm looking at it right now. It's two feet away from me. So, Eric, what's up in the world of ties? Well... Uh, so would, would you say you're still happy with the, with the deal? Our deal? This feels like a setup. <laughs> Is this no, a setup? No, no, no. It's not? not a setup. All right. No, I just. Yes, I'm still, still happy I mean, with it. I guess you must be if you're looking at it. I'm so. still happy yeah. with it. Why? Why? Why is it about to, get, about to get a rock dropped on my head? What's going on here? No, not at all. Not at all. I'm I'm happy with our deal too. It's, it's Are you going to ask uh, for the ties back? Are you going to ask for it back? <laughs> not at all. No. I'm okay. I'm glad that that it's uh stuck around, you know. Oh, absolutely. No, it's, um, it's But actually what I wanted to tell you yes. was that I need to apologize because oh, Here we go. I messed up. Oh no. And uh Wow. Recently, a friend of mine sent wow. me a link to an auction that was happening for a bunch of, uh, I guess, uh, Dee Dee Ramon's first wife dug out a bunch of stuff okay. of his and um, auctioned it off. Okay. And I, I spaced out and clicked on this link that he sent me like uh, a day too late. And sure enough, there was a lot of, I think, four D.D. Ramones ties that ended up selling for very little. <laughs> and, so uh, you, missed a shot. you missed a shot at D.D. Ramones ties. I did. I didn't know D.D. Ramone wore ties. They might have been the only ties he ever had. And he left them at his ex-wife's house, I guess. So they might. That's what that sounds like. Sounds like we're heading into. Um, sounds like we're heading into those weren't. Uh, uh, the, he did not exactly have a surplus of ties. No, no, his uh, Mickey Mouse T-shirts were much more uh, prolific. Man, I could have had a Didi Ramon tie if I played my cards right, or if you had played your cards right 
You could have started your friend Tom off on a Didi Ramon, uh, Don Rickles. Could have been a time museum. That's, uh, you know, immediately where my mind went. Yeah. What can you do, though? You know, maybe someone else will come up. Maybe. It's not like anybody's, it's not like they're going to stop selling their crap, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, Thanks, Eric, guys. what do you love? Um, I love, uh, I loved your, your conversation recently with, uh, Danger Baniak and, uh, John Ross uh, Bowie. What's his name? John David Bowie? John David Ross John Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. John Ross Bowie. Yeah. Um, uh, about, uh, where you were bringing up the very old school, like local tri-state area news anchors and whatnot. Sure. Um, Bill Butel, a, John Rowland. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites that I realize uh, they, they're not tri-state area local, but as a young kid, my dad watched a ton of the McLaughlin group. Mm-hmm. And uh, that guy, I don't know. I, to this day, I find myself just, repeating his voice every once in a while, you know, when he'd call up the other weirdos to come talk, uh, Morton Kondracki and, uh-huh. I don't know, something of that age. Can't get away from. No, they really, uh, that, whenever I saw those Sunday morning, like as an avid TV watcher, there were pockets when you'd just be like, all right, even I'm getting sick of television. Like, I would be like, because yeah, you should go outside and play. I, I was loving to hear things that just like everybody was like, when I was a kid, we went outside and played. And with, and then I, then you realize these people are younger than me saying this now. It's just like, what is the, kids today just stay inside and watch stuff. All I did was stay inside and watch stuff. This is not a new development. The only thing that's new is the stuff you watch. Everybody thinks they were the final generation that was outside playing. You know, I was outside playing. But I was inside watching TV also. There's so much time when you're a kid. So much time to kill. You know, oh boy, I... I'm outside playing. I was outside for 90 minutes. No, you got all day to fill in the summer. You go in, you watch TV, you eat the lunch, you go back outside, you come back in, you cool off again, watch more TV, go back outside, you it six more times. Oh, yeah. And then as an adult, my another thing I, I loved. But when I, saw, when, I, when I watched those shows, when I knew when I was watching the McLaughlin Report, or any of those like public service shows that were on Sunday mornings. I was just like, yeah, I got to do something other than watch TV. I got to be bigger than this. Same thing when it's like, it'd be like a Yankee game would get rained out and then they would put on like an Abbott and Costello movie. And you'd sit there watching it, and I'm watching it, and I'm saying to myself, 
Why am I watching? I didn't even want to watch the Yankee game. Why am I watching this? The lowest time on the on the calendar, the week calendar, for me as a kid, late afternoon on a Saturday, watching television at 4 o'clock on a Saturday. It's 4 o'clock on a Saturday. Little Tom's watching TV. Um, I would wait for Doctor Who to come on PBS, which would be like at 6 p.m. on Saturday. And here's the other thing. I didn't like Doctor Who that much. It had enough. Yeah, I've never gotten into that. It had enough going on in terms of it was about space and time or whatever it was about. It was close enough. I'll watch it. Yeah, desperately wanted to like it. Yeah, I wish I loved it. And now when I see all these people, they're arguing, oh, well, this doctor's the best doctor. Doctor this, doctor that. Oh, the fifth doctor was the one in the fourth. I can't do it. I tried watching some of these new Doctor Whos, and I was just kind of like, God bless you. This ain't doing it for me. But I used to watch TV like nobody's business. And when I would see John McLaughlin, it was just like, Today's going to be one of these days. You'd wake up on a Sunday. The religious programming is on. Then maybe they see these other things are on. There's a show, was it called Like It Is? Like there were just so many shows. There were cultural shows and political shows. Sunday morning was not fun for a kid. And also that moment after the Saturday morning cartoon started to run out and now you're watching American Bandstand. No bueno. So, Eric. I'd rather go to church with my grandparents. You'd rather go to church. (laughs) Man, church. You're going to church? My mother always wanted us to go to church and then just suddenly it's just like, Look, we ain't going. You don't want to go either. I'm letting you off the hook. Mom, you ain't looking to go to. I notice you ain't at church alone. None of us want to go to church. You're off the hook, Mom. (laughs) Right. Nobody was looking to go to church. Nobody wants to go alone, especially. You got to be a real special person for that so your love was again just remind me was oh i don't just the voice of john mclaughlin i guess is stuck in my head you mm-hmm. know forever yeah. but uh wouldn't the great groupie what was his name again was john mclaughlin yeah and there was a guy named uh he called him morton Kondraki. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I'll never forget that. May Morton Kondraki. May Morton Kondraki uh, put yeah, a lip lock you on your sister. Um, <laughs> I liked when John McLaughlin led the Mahavishnu Orchestra. I thought that was some really great uh, cla- jazz fusion uh, with a classical vibe going through it. Um, yeah, 
very impressed. He was a killer guitarist. <laughs> oh right. my god, that would be Eric. Amazing. You let me know when you got another auction coming up. I want in. Okay. One uh, one last thing, Tom, if you yeah. don't mind. What's that? You remember uh, a while ago, I had said that uh, Credence was a punk band, and you said, "Oh yeah, for sure, they're the uh, Velvet Underground of the West Coast." That's right. Yeah. And uh, so recently, I I picked up this biography. Uh, I think it's new of uh, Credence. Song and for I'm everyone. Was it called? Into it. Right, is that the one? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I saw and, the book. Uh, I didn't read it. Have you read it? Not yet. I'm in the middle of it, but uh, just uh, only on page uh, 81 here. This guy says, uh, from a certain angle, Lou Reed, the Velvet's creative leader, was a Long Island Jewish version of John Fogarty. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. He says. He says they both understood the power of slow tempos and low drones. Yes. So, I think they were listening. <laughs> I don't care what they were doing. I'm not alone in this life now. Everybody yeah. laughed at me when I I'm said that. They laughed at me. People laughed at me when I said that. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. A hot take much? I don't do hot takes. I don't do hot takes. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, Eric, I'm with you. I, that I, made that you made my night now with this. You made my night. Right on, Tom. Well, you have a good night and keep on chugling. Look at this. This guy says keep on chugling on the way out. He gives me a Rickles tie. He tells me about the velvets and credence. He tells me to keep on chugling. And he hangs up before I hung up on him. That's how you be a caller. Now let's listen to a second of this laugh, please. This Andrew Schultz. Mix it up. It's a hundred. Mm. Okay, that's 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 that's, 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 that's aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not, he's responsible. He just said he was responsible. He's responsible. <laughs> okay. So, say you're drunk. What about the what about the store or the improv back in the day? Like you're just dropping your car. Every once in a while, you tip those guys. Every, every, <laughs> <laughs> he literally hold on. He's talking to Sebastian Maniscalco. He was laughing so much that he had to stand up and pace around for me. I've never laughed like this in my life. I've never laughed like that once in my life. That big, I got to stand up and hoot pump my fists and never once ain't nothing funny like that to me i can't laugh i killed my own laughter for you best show listener andrew schultz a lot of people on staff like andrew schultz i don't don't he's not for me Go back to the phone. Zoe's always hyping Andrew Schultz. He's telling us to check out. Oh, did you hear this clip? Did you see that? The two things Zoe likes. Sports beans. Selling sports beans. And the comedy of Andrew Schultz. Hello, Best Show. Hello. Hello, hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Mary from Lansdale. Mary from Lansdale. How are you, Mary? I'm good. I'm good. 
How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's what's going on tonight? Well, um, your topic of the like the thing that you love. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So I love REM. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love REM. And, you know, they broke up, what, 2011? What? <laughs> oh, no. I, I am so sorry to tell you about this, Tom. <laughs> REM broke up. Next thing you're going to tell me. Next thing you're going to tell me that uh, Radiohead is just the, the two dudes from Radiohead have their own band now because they don't play under them Radiohead no more. Don't even, that, that's happening. I don't want to know about it. Wait. <laughs> no, that is happening. The that's smile. True. Have you heard the smile, Mary? No. Thom York. And Johnny Greenwood and some other fella got a band called The Smile. And this second album just came out. I was slow on the uptake for the first one. The second album. My, pie oh my, is this a good album. It's like they're finally admitting, yeah, we kind of like some prog rock and we're going to fit more of it into the sound now. We know you do it. We know you like it. You're fitting it in finally. You're admitting you like some some frip. You're admitting the frip now. Thank you, the smile. Just admitting the frip. I'm going to check that out. You do. So you like REM. REM broke up. Yes. But. But. Last night I saw a what 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 I'll call a reasonable facsimile. I'm going to assume you know about this. Are you aware? Ma- I Ma- aware. Mary. <laughs> Do you think I don't talk to the drummer <laughs> for that group? I I mean I know he listens to the show, right? <laughs> he Oh Mary. Oh man. I'll call you man. You know who called you know who that who do I sound like? Man. Rhoda. Oh my gosh. Remember when Rhoda always television. called Mary Tyler Moore man? What are we gonna uh-huh. do, man? <laughs> so you did you see this show? I did. Last night, outside of Philadelphia. Because as we, here's the thing. Our own John Worcester, beloved. My, my, my partner. Love him. He is in a, he's playing with Michael Shannon and Jason Narducci. And they're doing REM covers. And they're hitting the road and they're going all over. They um, they need to never leave the road and do this, and they will make they will fix Earth if they do this. If they bring the songs of REM town to town, I know it might be a little much to ask. They can never leave the road. 
What do you think about that? I I completely agree. It was so good. It was it like, you know, you hear, oh, they're like this cover band. And like, yes, but it's it's better than like it's not I shouldn't say it's better than a cover band because I've seen some really good cover bands. But there's just I don't know, man, there was something magical about it. There really was, which is weird to say, you know, because I'm 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 watching Michael Shannon, who is a very imposing figure mm-hmm. in a way yeah. that Michael Stipe is not physically imposing in the same way. Mm-hmm. And yet he, he was capturing something there. And the band is like unsurprisingly brilliant, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they brought, you know, last night they brought up Kurt Vile and played uh, Near Wild Heaven. And uh, it, the, like the whole show was just fantastic. That's amazing. I'm very right. envious. It, I'm very yeah. envious. It made me so happy seeing this. I, it really did because, you know, I didn't get to see REM, you know, until the late 90s, you know, just because I was too young. Um, and man, I don't know. It was like they played the whole album of Murmur and they, then they played all of Chronic Town. And then, you know, a selection Wait, of hold songs on. Are you telling me that they played Yeah. They did? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh nine nine. Oh yeah. That was that was a huge uh like that was mm-hmm. great. I have no idea what he was saying, but mm-hmm. <laughs> are you telling me they played Well, it's not on Murmur. What's your favorite REM? Uh, what's your favorite REM album, Mary? Oh, uh, you know what? It's I mean, it's not weird, but I re- well, no, Reckoning is my second favorite. My favorite is actually um, uh, Fables of the Reconstruction. I love Fables of Reconstruction. I saw them when they did a tour before Fables was out. They played colleges, free shows. Outdoor shows at colleges. I saw them over at Rutgers. They did a free show at Rutgers outside. And it was the greatest. And they were debuting a lot of the Fables material then. Loved it. I'm so envious. I'm serious. (laughs) I saw them so many times, Mary. Man. So many times. Formative. As formative as it gets. You know, I came along a little later, but same. Like, I, there's something about hearing their songs and it's just like in my blood. Yeah. You get it. So tell me, Mary. What do you love? Uh, beyond REM, I love movies. Well, we know that. What movie, what would you say, <laughs> what's a movie that you loved recently that people might want to, that you might want people to check out? Poor Things. Poor Things. I saw it with maybe not the best lineup. My aunt, my uncle, my pastor, my gammy, my gampy. <laughs> We decided to go to the movies. <laughs> I took my Gammy and Gampy. The my, our, our pastor, the family pastor, came. 
the choir director, of course, from the church. Um, mm-hmm. My aunt and uncle, my uh, elderly neighbor, Sid, came. And we all went to see Poor Things, and we had the time of our lives. I don't see why not. <laughs> it's a family picture. Um, yeah, the Manson family. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved Poor Things. <laughs> loved it. You yeah. see Poor Things. There's a thing. You go into 2023, you see the curse, and you're just like... Yeah, you got Nathan Fielder. You're one of the all-time great minds. You got Benny Safdie, another one of the all-time great minds. These are the weirdos. But they're the weirds. And Emma Stone, amazing actor. But you're kind of just like, well, she's entering the octagon with these weirdos. Then you see poor things, and you're like, these, this is the, this is the, the transcendent person here, not that Nathan and Benny aren't Emma Stone is a generational talent. And I feel this is a true heavyweight that we're in the presence of when it comes to Emma Stone. Absolutely. Not that ben, Benny she, and Nathan aren't. Yeah. But it takes something to hold that screen and go ex- everywhere where she went with that performance. I ain't got that in me. It was incredible. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, like there's things she does like with, with the way she speaks and the way she moves her body. And I mean, like it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It felt like, like a Stanley Kubrick movie for for like a funny Stanley Kubrick movie because Stanley Kubrick's not funny. I think people round up on how funny he is. This is this movie is actually funny. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Mark Ruffalo is uh, like it's the funniest I've ever seen him be. I mean, I don't usually think of him as, as a funny guy, but he's um, just a wonderfully like uh, a cad. And it's great. Mm, yes, yes. Uh, uh, that and it was so nice to see Mark Ruffalo not be Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, because he's one of those actors who is becoming. He has a type, a persona. So many actors have it. I'm not putting that down. He's likable. He's charming. You like looking at him. He feels like your friend. You're hanging out with him. It was great to see him be a a busted douchebag. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. So poor things is what you love. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right there with you. Right there with you. Anything else, Mary? Meh. Oh, I. You know what? It's it's only Tuesday, and it's already been a long week at work for me. So I'm going to leave it there. That's a champ move. I respect it. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Good night, Matt. Two zero one nine eight nine zero zero one two. We still got some open phone lines here. Get in on the action. We're talking about what do you love. 
And again, with the Super Bowl thing, I ain't putting down these Taylor Swift fans. I think it's exciting. You got, she's got the fan base. Everybody's into it. Does it hurt my heart a little bit when I see p- people scrambling to pay thousands of dollars for tickets? Yeah, that that upsets me. But it's this awful country, sinful capitalist nightmare country. That's what we do here. I do it. They do it. You do it. We all do it. But it hurts to see people really feeling outside that just because it's so all-encompassingly huge. I'm not putting down Taylor Swift. But I am saying, stop using Lana Del Rey as a prop. Get your mitts off. Get your mitts off. It really is like Frank Sinatra hanging out with Lou Reed. So, let's take another call. Let's take another call. 201-989-0012. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Nicole from Chicago. Nicole from Chicago. Hold on one second. Could we shut the air off for a little bit, please? Sure thing. Thank you. Look at that. One second. Sure thing. Can people hear you say (laughs) sure thing? Did people hear that? I did. Good. Then everybody heard it. Nicole from Chicago. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We have a we have a live performance from a killer band coming up in about fifteen minutes. Is that about right? Fifteen minutes. Daystar. Modern shoegaze is psych shoegaze. I if you need a descriptor, that's it. What's going on, Nicole? Um. Not much. I uh, I went to Memphis recently. I loved it so much. I finally have been wanting to go forever. It was so great. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Do you have recommendations? Okay, we went to Graceland. I don't care about Elvis, but I care very much about camp. And the paradise. It was a paradise on earth. I've seen. I've been to Graceland three times, Nicole. Yeah, I'm going back, Tom. I didn't. Yeah. I knew I'd go back, yeah, but we're I knew going it back too. for my friend's birthday. I'm going to give a little uh, spoiler on Graceland now. This is a spoiler for Graceland. If you don't want to hear it, turn off your thing for a few minutes. <coughs> you go to Graceland. It's Elvis's house in Memphis. You go there. First of all, you realize. There are people who wrote, like, whoever, the creator of, like, suddenly Susan has a bigger house than Graceland. (laughs) It's not that big. No. Right? No. You've seen much less deserving people with much bigger homes. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's like kids I thought were rich yeah. at my high school had a house that size. Yeah. Then they bring you through the house. You see the dining room. You see the living room. They're like, oh, there's the kitchen. That kitchen is not that big at all. Right? Right. But to be fair, who? Do, what does he care? He's not cooking in there. Somebody else does. Somebody's do doing now. the cooking, though. Yeah, he doesn't care. Um, the best was getting to the to the outside room just with the lucite box full of the bullet casings he shot. The bullet casing near it, Vernon's office. Yeah, it seemed weird. Like, look, I'm glad no guns are allowed at Graceland. But it doesn't seem right. Like, it seems like they should give you a prop of one of Elvis's guns, like a fake gun that you could take photos with while you go through. Sure. There There you go. That's the spirit. Such a fake cop. Like they had that, they had that whole display of all of his badges. Meanwhile, he's doing every drug under the sun and he's a fake DEA agent. Yeah. Uh, Now you go, then you go downstairs, which is mm -hmm. a normal basement. With a room that's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is where Elvis watched TV. And his ultimate indulgence, three 19-inch TVs mounted into the wall, one next to the other, so he could have all three <laughs> channels playing at the same time. Yeah. Because then he'd be just like, also is- he'd be like, yeah, man, I yeah. got a hole in the family on over here and... uh I think I'm going to see what's going on. They've got gun smoke playing on the other. Like, he just had that. And look, of course, you can't. You look now and you're like, ho, 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 look at those TVs. It's not wildly impressive, even by 70s standards. Then he's got another room with a pool table in it, the jungle room. Mm-hmm. Then they take you around the grounds. You see the office that his dad had. You see the racquetball court that they convert into like a wardrobe uh, to show his costumes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Then they show his awards. There's a room with gold records and and all these things. I've said it before. I'll say it again. At one point, there is a... Item awarded to him by RCA Records for sales of what? 500 million records? Or is it 50 million or 500 million? It's a stereo made by RCA Records. It was like a TV, I think. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like, it was one of those TV stereo consoles. (laughs) It was ridiculous. (laughs) All they did was tell Elvis, all they did was say, yes, ship one of these to Elvis's house. Let's put this little plaque on it, though. Cost him forty dollars. The equivalent of a pizza party. Yeah. When they brought me that pie last week, that was more extravagant <laughs> for my birthday. When Brad yeah, and the completely. everyone brought me a chocolate cream pie, which someone stole from me, by the way. I got carjacked oh. after I left with it. I think it was a setup. <laughs> I think this is what I think happened. I don't have proof. I think 
the best show team gave me the pie, carjacked me, took the pie back, brought it back for store credit. (laughs) So you go around the grounds, you see all this, you see that. Then they go, okay, now just go through that door. You go through the door. They don't tell you this is coming. It's Elvis's grave. <laughs> there is no warning that you are about to see his oh, yeah. grave. Oh, the best. Am I right? Yeah. No, I mean, I knew and I was so excited. Um, yeah, it was great. And people just buy um, crap from the gift shop and put it all over the graves out there. It's wonderful. Yeah. And I guess the whole time we were there, I thought Priscilla was dead because I don't follow what's going on. <laughs> you thought, yeah, you might want to check up on that. Not exactly a uh, Elvis historian uh, over here in Chicago. <laughs> Where's Priscilla I'm really buried? Not. I had had seen Priscilla, and I think I had made a fiction in my head that, like, oh, yeah, she lived to help write the movie, and then she died right before it came out. I think that this full cloth uh, was invented in my brain. Sure. But I hear that she's fighting the estate to get buried in the backyard. Okay. And I just really want them to move Elvis's mama from right next to him because he's so annoying with his mama. Elvis with his mama, yeah. He loved his mama. I wouldn't be as irritated if he didn't, you know, start dating a 15-year-old. I might give him a little more slack. <laughs> um, you're going to Graceland, Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee. You're going to Grace. What a terrible song. That's yeah, what the awful, estate, the estate should sue. My head. The estate should sue on that one. <laughs> what a lousy album that is. I do think there's a great lyric, though. There's a great lyric that says, that I do not understand, I'm going to Graceland. And I feel the same way. Because people kept asking us, because what we found in the gift shop, which was amazing, pretty high quality, like white cotton, two-piece pajama set, that looked like the Elvis American Eagle jumpsuit. Uh-huh. And what we found out is that, um, yeah, two middle-aged women can just walk around Memphis during the day wearing that. We thought we would just look like idiots and didn't care, but instead strangers were stopping us and being like, you look great, which made me think, yeah, this is But, you know, we went to see the Peabody Ducks wearing those. We went everywhere. The Peabody Ducks. Receive- you go to the hotel the Peabody Ducks. This is the greatest. The Peabody Hotel. You get there in the morning. The elevator doors open in the lobby. There's a giant fountain in the lobby. The elevator doors open. They roll out a red carpet. And they walk these freaking ducks down the red carpet into the fountain. They're there all day. End of the day, they roll the carpet back, 
They bring the ducks back. The ducks go back into the elevator. Did you go to the roof, Nicole? I want to next time. We we happen to catch them coming down for the day. You go to the so roof, and do you know where they live? The- Nicole, do you know where the ducks live? Are they in, like, a suite? The ducks live on the roof in what? A miniature hotel version of the Peabody. Uh, no. Yes. On the roof. No. On the roof. There's a oh, little no. hotel that they live in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm going to that. I love ducks already. That That was just amazing. Well, get ready. You can't duck this uh, experience. No pun intended. We were there on the 31st. We went over New Year's Eve, and the kid who was the duck master, they made a big deal. They were like, you're the last duck master of the year, and he was very charming, and I was very happy for him. Man, I wish I could be the duck master, because they pick a kid out of the audience to be the duck master. I want to just say this. Kids are amazing. Yay. Everybody loves kids. Let adults do these things once in a while. I agree. Every once in a while. Oh, let a kid be the duck master. Oh, yeah, really? What's they kicking? were listing adult celebrities who had been the yeah, duck don't. master. So what does that say to us? What does that say? What does that say? You either you're a child anything. or a f- you're either this is who's acceptable in this society, a child or a famous person. Mm-hmm. Let a slob move the ducks. I know, man, I want to be duck master so bad. They get that great shirt, which you could just that shirt's great. I'm worried it would go to my head, though, the power a little bit. And when I say duck master, there's somebody they give you, they just give you a baton and you kind of walk in front of the ducks as they make their way to the fountain. Yeah. Memphis can't beat it. I was all down by the river under the bridge. To Arkansas. Do you know that song? Mm, I think. Raining sound, drowning. Oh, yeah, I should, but Uh, sure. uh, Yeah, you should. (laughs) Uh, I did get a little nervous with that baton. Like, has there never been a kid who turned on the ducks and smashed a duck with it, Tom? That's the, your Chicago is showing. <laughs> is it? It's the most wholesome thing in the world. It's the most wholesome thing in the world where they bring these ducks out and everybody's having a great time. This is what this is what the person from Chicago says. Hey, nobody's worried. No kids. The kid's not going to smash a duck with the, with the baton. You've been in Chicago too long. Sixty-five kids a year. Come on. What if some kid smashes a duck with the baton? <laughs> it's out of concern. This is what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna play a record by the late great Raining Sound. 
and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to introduce Daystar, an amazing set from Daystar. Besha will be back. I'll be back in in a few minutes, and then we'll uh, then we'll kick off Daystar. Get ready for that. Here's raining sound. sound one of the best bands that ever done did it and that was on their album uh too much guitar all-time great album looking for some new greg cartwright need some new greg cart one of the all-time great songwriters who put that album out uh in the red too much guitar you don't know raining sound listen to that album you're gonna love it now today on the show let me just check something dink donk bink bonk (laughs) remember remember when abbott and costello did that that was so much fun when they did that we're gonna check out a session now the band Daystar from Austin, Texas. They've got an album called Good Time. It's out now, their latest uh, release. Um, check it out. After the session, you're definitely going to check it out. And uh, a lot of great bands coming up on the best show. Um, got a lot of stuff booked over the next couple of months. Some serious stuff coming through. And I want you to know you can all you can watch all the live sets from the best show over on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash best show for life. That's the number four best show for life over at YouTube. Sweeping promises, water from your eyes, Danny Romano's outfit, fat Tony, black lips, so many stuff looks great. The team, Andrew, Wes, Brett, 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 there's a third Brett. Brett Jr., Big Brett, all the Bretts, they're all great. And we just put up a Best Show Spotify playlist so you can keep track of everything we feature on the show. Search Heard It on the Best Show over on Spotify, sorry. And then we'll uh, put a link in the show notes. And we know Spotify sucks. It blows. Awful place. They fire everybody. They don't care. They give the money to monsters. This is not a Spotify advertisement. It's just the easiest way for us to tell you about the music. What you do is you find it there. You write it down. You go to Bandcamp. You trace it. You track it. You buy their merch. You support them on social media. You do it the right way. We can use Spotify to our gain without supporting Spotify. Just use it as a a library card. That's all it is. Lists. Use it as lists. Turn it into letterboxed. Just use it as lists. You ain't get the movies on letterboxed. You just look at what somebody says about them. And I opened, I I started a letterboxed uh, earlier this year too, by the way. Check that out. So yeah, so follow us on Spotify. Check all that stuff out. Heard it on 
the best show. You'll get the show, uh, the, all the bands we play, and everything will be there. We're going to play this set by Daystar now. You're going to love it. And then we're back with your calls at 201-989-0012. Phones are empty now. Let's get some calls going, folks. Without further ado, from a few days ago, the great band Daystar in the Forever Dog Best Show Theater.
Wow, Daystar. Daystar. Holy moly, was that great. They are from Austin, Texas. They have a new album out called Good Time. It's all over the place. You check it out wherever you check music out. Killer set. Wow, heavy duty, man. And I got to say, between Andrew, the sound, Wes with the visuals, this genius. I'm just going to say it's genius. They are the best. And I'm also going to say this. Every one of you other podcasts. Sorry. We're the best, baby. We do. There's podcasts where they're like, oh, we have music on. Well, guess what? We do that better than you. There's podcasts that go, oh, we just sit around and shoot the breeze. We do that better than you. Oh, well, we have interviews. We do interviews. We do do that better than you. Well, we take calls on. We do that better than you. Well, we do scripted comedy. We do that better than you. It's the best. Do you think you could just call your show the best show? You need to earn that. Every one of these other freaking shows is a clown. It's a clown party. Not the good kind of clown party. Not like a Tally Modell clown teaching party. Good clown party. They're bad clown parties. You try, you fail. This is the new best show slogan. We try, we win. You try, you fail. What do you think about that, Mike? Pat? I like it. These clowns. That You know what they reminded me of that said, Daystar? They had a little bit of the... Little bit of the the early aughts kind of neo psych stuff. A little bit of that. Did a little bit of the late eighties, early nineties Brit thing going on. Yeah, yeah. But it was great. That was, and that's on the best show stage. Every one of these podcasts. Nice try, guys. <laughs> yeah, can't do it. We done did it. And also, even their crews, even like they're, 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 they're like the to the team. Yeah, I'll put AP Mike against any other lead on any of these podcasts. He'll run them out of the building off the bench. <laughs> this guy's coming off the bench, and he's better than he's he's bigger. He's better than your star player. I said that uh, that set put uh, Don Kirshner's to shame. Yeah, Don Kirshner. Don Kirshner, <laughs> tonight on the show, we have Molly Hatchet. <laughs> Mr. Rock and Roll. Mr. Rock and Roll. Craziest thing about Don Kirshner, Mike? Yeah. He was, when he was doing that show, he was in his 30s. You'd think he was in his late <laughs> okay. 50s. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tonight on the show, we have the music of Foghat. 
for people who don't know, he used to have there used to be a show, Don Kirshner's Rock Concert. And it was one of those shows where like a lot of these podcasts, the weak link is the host. I listen to some of these podcasts. They get these hosts. The only thing they're good at are getting guests. That's their skill. They should be producing for other shows. These podcasts book for the best show because you ain't delivering when it's your turn. But Don Kirshner was the weak link on Don Kirshner's rock concert. He had literally had Led Zeppelin on the show. He also went and there's Paul Schaefer is Don Kirshner. He also, yeah, this shirt is not laying right. This makes me look like, uh, I do not like the, the last you're going to see of the Josh Hart shirt on the best show. <laughs> I think I got one size too big on that one. So, Don Kirshner, he's doing, the, he would always be on tonight on the show. He also, when he, he one of the bands he managed or produced, Kansas. Like, he did all the Jerry Goffin, Carol King stuff in the 60s. Spent his time with the Monkees, did the Archies. Then in the 60s, he, um, people making fun of me in the chat for my shirt. Hold on, you stay. Mike, you talk for a minute. You talk. <laughs> I'm leaving. Ruthless, these people. But the you know, but give give Don Crush uh, Kirshner, what am I saying here? Don Kirshner. Give Don Kirshner his credit. I mean, it it was like a, a thing I watched every week. I mean, it was exciting. I don't know who you guys are talking about. He had a, a nighttime, like Saturday night, late night, like like uh, Tom rock, Snyder rock show, and they would show clips of bands, um, like before videos, uh. I mean, it, you you can look up. Uh, I, I remember being frightened. It was the first time I saw like the Rolling Stones. Uh, they did a couple videos from Black and Blue, mm-hmm. and and they're bouncing around in a in, in a bouncy house, and they're all wearing sailor suits. Mm-hmm. You remember that, Tom? That was the I know it's only rock and roll era. Oh, was it? Okay, I think I when it... Mick Jagger was into when he was started to dress like a like it was Fleet Week. <laughs> they were all wearing navy stolen yeah. valor stolen valor and and Keith's teeth were not very good i i remember mm-hmm. they were they, were, they didn't teeth shy would away be a great name for uh <laughs> that'd be a great name for an album Keith's teeth <laughs> but they were zooming right in on him and it, it was frightening to me yeah when Mick Jagger wore his sailor outfit, I remember that. His fashion was, what do you like, him as in the sailor outfit or him as the um, the 1981 when he wore the Eagles jersey and the Capizio <laughs> pants? And it was a crop top, right? Yeah, he wore an Eagles crop top. It was him and Mark Gastineau. That's when he was hanging out with Stephen Stills, probably. They put out a, a show from the uh, Miss You, uh, Some Girls era, 
and he it looks like he's wearing garbage bags. You know, it just really the outfits. He he was you know he he was trying different things. I'll give him that. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, Don Kirshner. There's one funny thing about Don Kirshner's rock concert. He literally was told by the network, you need to stop hosting the show or we're going to cancel it. And we'll keep the show going. You just can't host it anymore. He let them cancel it. (laughs) Imagine the ego. Well, then cancel it. Who do you remember watching on there that uh, you, could, you could still remember? I, I remember Golden Earring was on there. I, my, my, I don't remember anything about it. Just... Radar Love. <laughs> yeah. Radar Love. It's a good song. Um, yeah, those were the days. Those were the days, everyone. Like all in the family. Let me see if we got any... Uh... Bring back Tom's old shirt. No, no, no. You guys all made fun of me. You said you're going to go, uh, when do, when do the, when's the ringmaster come out in that circus tent? I saw that in the chat. Nikki Laser, I saw you say, when's uh, so the, Tom's shirt is so big it's a circus tent. Where's the ringmaster? Let's take a call. 201-989-0012. Let's get some more calls going here, everybody. We're talking about what do you love? Best show. Hello. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Good, good. Who's this? This is Bad Phone Chad. Calling from the Midwest. Bad Phone Chad. Yeah, how you doing? Good. Is that a nickname I gave you? Maybe um, I might have adopted it from a long time ago because I live in a little town and my cell phone reception has always been mm-hmm. apparently just awful. And yeah. I just owned it. Well, and it was a good excuse to be kind of silly or naughty or savvy mm-hmm. or, you know. Yeah. How you doing? Like, I'm good. I'm good. What do I? What do I? What do I? Do I? Do I? Do I? Do the pleasure of this call, bad phone, Chad. You know what? Um, I read your book. I Thank loved you. it. Thank you. And I appreciate it. And I. It never ends. It never ends. It's in stores now. It never ends. Check it out. Still available. You know what? If. If anybody has a cell phone in their hand or are near a computer, you could type that in right now and make that like super bump that like it's CBS, you know, like Sunday morning, that 10 a.m. cool show with the sunshine like thing in the left corner. Mm-hmm. You could be on that, Tom. I like Have you that. ever been on that kind of thing yet? Or no. What are those like? What are those like to like be on set for? Are they hell? I, I don't know. I wouldn't know. Oh, oh, dang! But you think what? 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 What do you think? I, I, I when? When have you ever seen me on or heard me talk about being on the set of a Sunday morning magazine news show, Chad? I 
think of your intellect as a shelf, and you're on that shelf. Well, that's I can very name other kind. People that are on that shelf, but you're who? Who it. else is on the shelf? Yeah, yeah. So who it's else like, is on the shelf? This I can't wait to hear. I can't wait. There's a version of this where you insult me so badly with who's on the shelf, and there's a version where you make me feel like oh, a champ. Shit. Okay. Who's on the shelf? Mitch Hedberg. Okay, doing good like that. Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. David Cross. Who? Uh, David Cross. David Cross, like that. That's where you're two I think for two. he knew some guy named Bill Oringenkoink. I think he knew a guy like that. Um, this man named um, Soga Silverman. Who? What? I think that was a good one. A good human. Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman, okay. I think she'd be on the mountain. Yeah, okay. Chris Farley. All right, I got to go. We got to go. Chris Farley. What are you doing? God bless you, Chad. We were not aligned on that call. 201-989-0012. We're talking about the things you love. Now... You know we did our best show, uh, our our Billy Joel song. Raise a glass, make a toast, honor all forgotten ghosts. Turn the lights back on, my friend. Turn the lights back on. So we did that song. We wrote it on the show. And then it got picked up by that Houston news channel where they played the wrong Billy Joel song. They played ours instead of Billy's. Then it got picked up by a couple other media outlets. But a couple days ago, an inter- an article, a think piece, which is a, being very generous with this one. Think piece. I think we. I might get sued calling this a think piece. Let me pull this up. By Peter Funt. Peter Funt. Searching it now. Peter Funt, Billy Joel. So, Peter Funt, who's the son of Alan Funt, the creator of a show called Candid Camera, That was basically an early prank show. And when I say pranks, it would be the kind of thing where, like, a guy would help an old lady cross the street. And it's the old lady with the hat and the shawl. And and then suddenly she'd start dancing. Like, Like, that would be considered a home run of a prank on Candid Camera. It was hosted by Alan Funt. Now, this Peter Funt is a Nepo baby. He's riding his daddy's coattails. He did a think piece for something called the Daily Freeman. Daily Freeman. I wonder what this is. Is this like some QAnon website or something? As Billy goes, so we all go. Is that what this is going to be? 
So he writes this think piece called Billy Joel's AI State of Mind. A friend who reviews music and interviews top performers for a newspaper in New England was up early February 1st to sample the release from pop legend Billy Joel, his first new song in 17 years, Turn the Lights Back On. The music and accompanying video link he sent me evoked memories of Mr. Joel's New York state of mind with a hint of Piano Man. Now he quotes a lyric, driving down 7th Avenue. (laughs) So many things have changed. The places, the faces, the traces of the days are falling out of range. While I'm parking my car, I see a familiar bar. The neon beer sign has seen better times. And this joint just can't keep up with the fine. This joint can't keep up with the fines. So raise a glass, make a toast, honor all forgotten ghosts. Turn the lights back on, my friend. Turn the lights back on. It was vintage Billy Joel, is what he says after that. We wrote it in an hour. It was vintage Billy Joel, or so it seemed to us. But later in the day, when I eagerly searched for the track to play it for my wife, Mr. Joel had changed his tune. Um, is this from the article that's on the screen? Yeah. Please open the now. This is these are Billy's actual lyrics. Please open the door. Nothing is different. We've been here before, pacing these halls, trying to talk over the silence. Now our lyrics are better than this. I'm late, but I'm here right now. Though I used to be romantic, I forgot somehow. Time can make you blind, but I see you now. As we're laying in the darkness, did I wait too long to turn the lights back on? That's terrible. Next time, Billy, you want to do so, you come on the best show for an hour. We'll get you some fresh lyrics. Seems the version my friend and I were enamored of was written by Tom Sharpling on his podcast, The Best Show, with collaborator Brian Haveron-Smith. They had only the title to work with after Mr. Joel announced the new project in an Instagram post on January 22nd. And first of all, he calls it a musical fake. It's not a musical fake. How dare you? Musical fake. We really wrote the song. This is not some AI trickery. More intriguing than the musical fake are the comments on YouTube. I wasn't a Billy Joel fan until I heard this song writes, at Michael List. Never fails. <laughs> Hardest four letter last name yeah. to spell. List. Is yeah. Lisk. Yeah. L I S K. And the other thing is, Michael List, that's a bad man. Right? Yeah. Nah, As Mr. Trump would say, he's a bad man, Mr. Michael. Michael List, <laughs> that's a bad man. Bad man. He got a little out of control, Michael List. Mm-hmm. 
Michael List ain't telling stories about enjoying watching the snow melt. He murdered his family and stuffed them under a Christmas tree. Is that right? No. No? Oh, no. That Yeah. We're, yeah. John List. John, John List. List. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love the idea, the concept that there is a human walking this earth who would say out loud to everyone who can read, I wasn't a Billy Joel fan until I heard this song. Well, I got news for you. You're going to be disappointed when you hear the rest of them. He finally got me. He finally got me. Piano man. Nah. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Nah. Uptown girl. Nah. I like this. I've been checking in on the comments just about every night. Uh-huh. You know, I go in there, get a little dialogue going. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> to which Jack at Jack5505, very suspicious name, Jack5505. Feels like a numbers station. I think we decode that one. We find out where a spy's living. Right? Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. This is not his new release. This is fake. And Michael posts, really? I still love it. So this Nimrod built this article around your trolling. (laughs) (laughs) To show that AI... AI is like duping normal people. They're falling in love with the product of AI, not realizing you wrote parts of the song. <laughs> I'm linking the song. I mean, there's all these, you know, first time hearing the song. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm going into the comment sections of all of those and saying, I'm confused. I thought this was the new song. Oh, my God. And I give the, lo- the link to our song. We should get, this is what we should do. Get someone who is, like, not associated with the show at all to do one of those listening videos, like a kid. Like, where they always get a kid, like, yeah, I've always heard about Billy Joel. He's got a new song out. Oh, yeah. They, they've got lots of those yeah. channels. Like those. We get a kid to do that. To oh, our Billy yeah. Joel song. Yeah. And then we pump the crap out of that video. <laughs> we should reach out to some of these uh kids. There's a bunch of those. Yeah, let's do we need to get a we need to get a first time listening video for our Billy Joel song. So then Peter uh, Funt says the music industry has been challenged by AI vocals that mimic a sound. By processing dozens of prior works by an artist, many have appeared on TikTok, with some already prompting legal action by record companies. Meanwhile, Mr. J- Bill- Meanwhile, Billy Joel, who turns turns seventy five in May, still sounds great. Apparently, he'll continue that way long after the lights go out. I love articles like this that are. This is the equivalent of writing a book report when you know it had to be 300 words 
This guy yeah. floats yeah. floats thoughts that he doesn't follow up on, <laughs> abandons them straight up. He he realized when he finally got your your quotes from the internet in here that that helped him get closer to the finish line on this article. So then he just then he just like squirts out four more sentences. He squirts out three sentences and then wraps it up with this thing. He's probably the first thing he wrote was apparently he'll continue that long after the lights go out. Like he he had that he had the end of the thing written before any other part of it. Yeah. Yeah, so this just like this it's a, it's such a it's it's such a, a perfunctorily written piece. He mentions the idea that that many have appeared on TikTok with some already prompting legal action by record companies. Does nothing to follow up on that or to say what he thinks of that thought or anything. No. Meanwhile, Billy Joel who turns 75 in May still sounds great. And apparently he'll continue that way long after the lights go out. I agree. And the way we can pay tribute to Billy Joel, we should raise a glass, make a toast, honor all forgotten ghosts. Turn the lights back on, my friend. Turn the lights back on. When he plays a show, any show, we got to get, we got to get someone to somehow blast that over the like over the MSG speakers somehow. Like as his, yeah. as the music he walks out on the stage to. So it's like driving down Seventh Avenue. So what the hell is this, Billy? 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 We got to get we got to get this to him. Does anybody have a connection to Billy Joel? We could get it to him. Uh-huh. The I've thing seen I, other articles. The, I've seen other articles that uh, people are calling it out as a fake. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. We should send copies. We should send f- either CD copies or downloads of this to every house out in like the Long Island Harbor area. <laughs> if Billy Cold crashes Harbor. into your house, then you play this for him. Uh-huh. He's trying to he's trying to extricate his motorcycle from the side of your house. Then you got him. Then you play it for him. Doesn't he go to some like dumb motorcycle shop on Long Island? We gotta find. We gotta send it to them. If we could figure out where Billy Joel, the place he goes for his motorcycles, I hope he's still not riding motorcycles, though. What about the the CBS Sunday morning show? This would be a nice, colorful, you know, uh, when they try and get a little humorous piece in there. Yeah. Yeah. Can we promote it to them and, and you know. The music of Billy Joel has been <laughs> beloved for decades now. But Mr. Joel retired from recording new songs until this past month. But what he didn't expect was another, uh, what would he say, like a podcaster 
writing his song before his came out. <laughs> and they can turn it into the whole fear of AI piece, you know? Yeah. This is, is this the future? Yeah. And they just <laughs> talk to some expert, just get some uh -huh. expert. This is what we should cover it from all bases. We get like Pat to be the expert, the AI expert. And Pat just goes, yeah, this is the future. It's really, it's really, I predict the music industry will be unrecognizable in the next two months, like the next two months, it will be like, like some outrageous hot take statement. I saw a video, speaking of Pat and Billy Joel. Yeah. I saw a clip of Billy Joel when he was on the Colbert show. Mm-hmm. And Billy Joel mentioned that when he was young, that uh, he pretended to be a roadie for Jimi Hendrix. Really? And he was he was talking in a fake mm -hmm. British accent. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't have the the uh, the lanyards or you know mm -hmm. the box, the empty box yeah. that Pat has. Yeah, props. Mm -hmm. BJ, original schemer. He didn't. He, were you inspired? Did you ever see this uh, interview? No. No? I saw the. Okay. I, I did see the Colbert where he uh -huh. he does a Springsteen imp impression, uh -huh. and he talks about. Um, yeah, I also I saw the thing where he did a Springsteen impression. It's called half of his music. <laughs> it's called scenes from an Italian restaurant. Quite. No, it's him. It's him trying to do it though. Pat, he ain't that good at it, but he was trying to do it. There's some there's a very brief interaction between Bruce and Billy. Yeah, I was about the, to say on the uh greatest night in pop. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Driving down Seventh Avenue. <laughs> so many things have changed. The means right look, we this is what this is what we do. An all-star of everybody singing turn the lights back on our version of turn the lights back Here on we go. right yeah. starts with bruce driving yeah, this down can't die. we gotta keep yeah. it going so many things have changed <laughs> the chases the faces the places of the memories still remain like right just like <laughs> just like we get everybody in on it and they do the song also i want to say this peter peter funt Mm -hmm. You come from the Kennedy family of pranking. You're a funt, for Christ's sake. You're a bleeping funt, and you fell for our thing. You're a pox on the funt family name to fall for a prank. It's a pox. What an embarrassment. You, you're not fit to carry your daddy's jock. You hear that, Peter Funt? You ain't fit to carry your daddy's jock. He was the prank master. Pat, Mike, do you know who do you know who worked on Candid Camera in its early days? He had a he had a sidekick. But I mean, no, there was a writer. and he also appeared on camera. Oh. Woody Allen. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. I have an idea for a prank. Uh, <laughs> Alan, we have a moose come out. 
Now we need to get a full all star chari- charity. Ugh. Does it have to be charity? Can't we keep the money? <laughs> Tribute to turn the lights back on, a portion of which will go to charity. None of it. A portion. And you know what that means? When I'm at 7 Eleven and drop a quarter in the little box with the, the coin holders? With, with No, just at the little charity box on the counter. I drop in and go, yeah, that was the portion of the proceeds from Turn the Lights Back On. <laughs> the all-star celebrity tribute. Yeah, we got to figure that out. That would be amazing. Dave Grohl, right? So raise a roo. Right, he'll be just like, raise a glass. Make a toast. Huh. You know what this Pavarotti? You know Pavarotti's forgotten ghosts. Well, he's dead. Pavarotti's dead. It'd be this, like when he this... did uh, Perfect Day with uh, with uh, what's his face? Uh, Lou Reed. Such a perfect day. Saw animals at the zoo. Then maybe a movie too. And then home. Oh, it's such a perfect day. <laughs> I'd like to spend it with you. The We Are the World doc doesn't have Dave Grohl, but you know what it does have about 10 minutes in? What? You got to remember this is before cell phones. Yeah. It has that line. It has that line like not even, it has like not even eight minutes in, they say it. I'm just like, mm-hmm. <sighs> Wait, what is it's it? Rough. When you when you're watching a film and a documentary, yeah. and they and they and you and and the film can't go ten minutes before saying you got to remember this wasn't this is before the internet oh. or this is before oh, cell yeah, phones. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like it doesn't even hit the ten minute mark when they say mm-hmm. it. You know who would have been in We Are the World instead of Dan Aykroyd? They should have Alf in there. It still would have been. <laughs> it still would have been first in the thing. Yeah, but it would have looked amazing if it just said, "We are the Alf. world, USA for Africa." Alf, Harry Belafonte, like, like if it started with Alf, there comes a time, right? Just like you just start with Alf and Willie. What if Willie was in there? He's like mad that he's talking to Alf. The Alf is bothering Latoya Jackson. Alf, leave Latoya Jackson alone. I'm just talking to her, Willie. It's fine. Bring back Alf and let me be the bleeping voice. I say it every week. Oh, you talk about it all the time. Yeah, because I want it to happen. Ain't getting no traction. I do this Alf thing. The word is out. What if I find out that this Alf, if I find out they hired somebody else for Alf, there's going to be hell to pay. Zoe, find out who controls the Alf franchise and get get me in front of them. Please. I ask politely. You can, uh, Zoe finds answers out. Zoe gets answers. Alf, 
I'll do bleep and wh- never mind. I, we've talked about it a bunch. So raise a roof. Right, he's like, raise a glass. Alf, don't raise a glass. It's okay, Willie. I don't like these pictures of Alf with the show creator either. Those are upsetting at best. (laughs) I hate when these, thank you. Somebody said in the chat, raise a cat. It would be, so raise a cat. Because Alf hated cats. Hated that show them. creator looks like a real-life John Arbuckle. <laughs> yes, he's he's definitely given off some John Arbuckle uh, energy. Somebody said in the chat, Tom does motion capture for the Alf reboot like a modern Andy Circus. First of all, and also Quimby, Alf didn't eat cats. He threatened to eat cats. He never ate one cat in his life. No, we need to get. uh, We got to get this to happen. Which of the uh, we are the world all stars do you think gets drunk during the proceedings? Give me three names and I'll guess which one it is. (laughs) Okay. Um. I'm going to say Huey Lewis, uh, Lindsey Buckingham, and Al Jarreau. Mike, that is just trying to picture that. I say Lindsey Buckingham. No. Who? He, 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 uh, Al Jarreau. Al Jarreau gets drunk. Yeah. What was he? And he's drinking? got a line, you know. He he he's <clears throat> he's got a line in his song, mm-hmm. and you know it's four in the morning, five mm-hmm. in the morning, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And now he's flubbing his line, and uh, the tension is building. Okay. And also, hold so. that picture. Go back to that picture, please, Mike. You said that the news were not in that picture. Look in the top right corner. Are That's the there? news. Okay. <laughs> the news are there. Oh, okay. Top right up. Over to the right. That's the that's the Dracula looking dude who played bass for Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> and then there's the other guy. Yeah. There comes a time when we need a helping hand. And I'm here with Huey. Now where's Huey Lewis in relation to the news? Is he not next to the news? Did he make that someone else's problem? Oh, look at that corner. Where's Huey Lewis? There's Springsteen. There's Hall and Oates. There's Billy Joel. Where the F is? There he is in the middle. He is 10 rows, 10 people over from the news. He made the, he made the news someone else's problem. <laughs> look at that corner. Go to that top right corner. This is like the loser zone. It's got the other Jacksons in it. There's like this corner has like Marlon, Tito, and Randy. Is that who's there? Who's the guy in the far right second second row down? The far right. That's one of the news. Oh, that's one of the news. Yeah. Okay. 
I never got into the news. He left the news in the corner with the uh, <laughs> Huey left the news in the top right corner. Michael mm-hmm. left the other Jacksons in the top right corner. He's what like, guys, that? I'm talking. I'm talking to Kenny Loggins. Don't blow this. And is that Jermaine up front with Latoya? I think you know, Smokey Robinson, Bette Midler. This picture is demented. <laughs> Who knew that there was like a a loser zone for USA for Africa? How did Dan Aykroyd not end up in there? How's he not next to the news? Dan Aykroyd is strategically placed throughout yeah. the thing. Dead, Dead center. center. He, he, he's up yeah. in the top all the yeah. time. Yeah. But he's prominent. All the way in the back, the back row, center. And also, so we got, so look, just looking at this picture, top right, top left, there's Lionel Richie, who co wrote the thing. Steve Perry from Journey, Kenny Loggins. And then Al Jarreau and Kenny Rogers' arms are blocking someone. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. Who is that? Who is that next to Lindsey Buckingham? Al Al, Al was loaded by that, so he doesn't. He's carrying on. We are the. (laughs) (laughs) They zoom in on on a wine bottle at one point. And look at Lindsey Buckingham's back there. He knows how to do it. Can you zoom back out a minute? Then we got the top back row. Lindsey Buckingham, then you got Kenny Rogers' dumb hand, and then Dan Aykroyd, prime spot, <laughs> and he's next to Harry Belafonte, and who's he in? Who's in front of him? Huey Lewis, nowhere near the news, and Oates is so far away from Hall in this picture. <laughs> Yeah. If we we if we saw this, if we would have focused on this picture, we would have known all this trouble was coming that's happening now. It was already happening. They yeah. were telling us in 1984 or whenever <laughs> this ready. was, 85, 84? 80, 85. 80, they were telling us that they hated each other. Oates is halfway across the room away from Hall. Hall's far left. Oates is dead center. Oates is Kansas in this thing. If this is the U.S., we should do that. Put the U.S. map on top of the USA for Africa thing and figure out who's each one. Oates is Kansas. <laughs> Lionel Richie is is Seattle. He's Washington. Hall is, is Portland. He's Oregon there. Billy Joel is Sacramento. That we are the world cast. That is... Everybody's impressed by uh, Steve Perry. Even Bruce has to. You know. Oh, you mean Montana? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Idaho. And you notice I'm uh, Oklahoma, which is where Woody Guthrie came from, riding the rails. And here's a song by him called Which Side Are You On? The news. Yeah, somebody somebody mentioned in there, the chat that there was a walkout. Uh, all right. They just did it. The guys just put the thing together. <laughs> the greatest staff in the, in the history of Earth just put a thing together. I think we got to slide the U.S. over a little bit. Right now, uh, 
Yeah, there we go. Let's get it a little. If you can shrink the U.S. onto the, the yeah, or expand the USA, expand the people or shrink the map. Billy Joel needs, oh, there we go. Okay, because I see you're trying to accommodate uh, the stragglers. Kim Carnes is uh, San Diego. Michael Jackson is is uh, Park City, Utah. Bette Midler is North Carolina. Yeah, I can't believe that the bleeping news are in that photo. He he ramrodded the news into that session. They better have never turned on Huey Lewis. If they started getting an argument with him, like, hey, you know, we're thinking this, we're thinking, you know, we really want a big, we want a more uh, piece of the T-shirt sales. If I was Huey Lewis, I'd turn to them and go, I got you rat bastards into the USA for Africa thing. You should have been nowhere near it. It's like, did you see uh, Hall and Oates get their guys in there? Did you see G.E. Smith there? No, you didn't? I got you in there. My e Street Band. Yeah, is it? Pat, the, where's the E Street Band? They were at the peak of their fame, right? Yeah, yeah they just finished the tour. And I guess uh, they finished in Buffalo. He flew. He flew from Buffalo, Tom. You believe that? Yeah. His flew vocal in. is not good, right? Am, am, am I wrong, Pat? Flew in from friggin' Buffalo to be there. When he, when he does his vocal, it sounds like he's doing a bad impression of himself. Rolled up in a Pontiac GTO, A and M Studios. And what what's with those boots he was wearing? Oh. It's like something made. out of the LL Bean, <laughs> Bean catalog. I'm like, yeah, they're a gift. They're a gift from a fishing? fan in Buffalo, Mike. Yeah, I just came from Buffalo. I'm uh, <laughs> flying in, and I just uh, me and Al Jarreau hit the bar across the street, and uh, kind of get lubricated for the session. <laughs> Al hit the uh, Al hit the Pinot Noir a little too hard. Uh-huh. Yeah, Aldro just threw up in my guitar case. <laughs> Aldro just threw up on Dan Aykroyd's Ghostbusters jacket. Thank you. <laughs> Ray Charles had a hard out. I should have asked for one of those. Yeah. I should have told him I couldn't hang more. You know, I was just on tour for two and a half years. Now I'm here. I, I'm here. The guys from the news trapped me in the corner. Wouldn't stop talking to me. Yeah, and that's, yeah, Springsteen. Look, now you're showing videos from Sun City, which is a pretty amazing tribute record. That's an amazing one that's like it's clearly done on a, for a fraction of the I'm surprised for the we are the world thing even if they're just covering expenses they probably still the thing's probably still not out of the red yet 
everybody billing their limo to it. Uh, Mike, I had a quick question. Did you finish this film yet? Are you still in the middle of it, or did you watch the no, whole thing? No, I saw the whole thing. Do they? Here's the thing that I have wanted to note. Any mention of the B-side, Grace? No. This, this is a thing that no one talks about. Hold on a second. The moment they're showing of this uh, Sun City thing, it's Reuben Blades, a very tough-looking Oats, and then Lou Reed in full-on a Honda scooter mode. Maybe the worst. That's Lou Reed's worst. It's 85 to 86 is the worst Lou Reed years. Uh-huh. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think I was talking about what mistrial. Is New sensations one? into mistrial. Mistrial is his worst album. I feel growing up in public. Yeah, growing up in public. Still find there's still stuff on there. Yeah, mistrial is is bad. Yeah, and and new sensations is not great. I like it, but that you do. But I'm just saying, in the scheme of things, yeah. he's, he's it's it's. I've when I went back to it, I was amazed that I was how underwhelmed i was with i remember liking it a lot yeah i'll have to check it out again it's fine it's fine it's you know there's a choice of making we gotta do we gotta get these charity we gotta get a charity record going here and then then there's bono oh my god he's like the devil in it i forgot about this one bono was intense is that nona hendrix who is that there yeah, I think so. Yeah. Very cool. That's a cooler group, first of all. Bono. You got Bono. Look, Bono's the dorkiest one there. You got Bono, Lou Reed, Ruben Blades. There's Ringo on drums. Yeah, I got it. This is infinitely better than We Are the, we are the World. That song sucks. What a bad song. The Fat Boys showed up for for this for sun city i gotta get heavily back into the sun city thing did any of these people play sun city after this came out like, oh, was, all of them. oh yeah all of them did <laughs> okay. they actually did a show here that was the sun city all-stars and they uh <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be the greatest like moment of hypocrisy it's just like oh yeah they're playing sun city yeah we got to get a tribute we got to get this turn the lights back on needs to have a full tribute uh performance with it maybe we get some of our ringers involved kurt vile right we get kurt, kurt vile yeah i was thinking that kurt too. vile get nick thorburn on you know shannon shaw we start to get the ringers the people you know you take it to the bank you know, Michael Cronin, Ty Siegel, get them in. John Dwyer, OCs. And then we just start populating it with the weirdest people ever, right? Then we go get, then we go get like, Mike, you go drum up, you go get back in touch with the drunk from uh, Twin Peaks. <laughs> we get him in there, uh-huh. right? Should get Dane Cook, maybe? Dane Cook, the drunk from Twin Peaks. And also, I'm going to say it now. Best show confession. I'm not. 
Pat Pat just said the name of the person who was the guest who didn't show up for the 24-hour show. There it is. Put it out there for everybody. You chew on that. <laughs> he was one inch away from showing up. One inch away from showing up. This is a scoop. There's your scoop. There's your scoop. He would show up, do the Sufi during the uh, during our tribute thing. <laughs> I had been texting with him for weeks, honestly, not joking, weeks. Didn't didn't show. I think someone got in his head. You do? Yeah, I think someone got in his head. I think someone on his team did like just 30 seconds yeah. too much research and was like, I think this is a bad move. You mean 30 seconds too much research as you would mean as 30 seconds of research? Of research, yeah. <laughs> like it's not even 30 seconds too much. 30, <laughs> 30 seconds, seconds did of, the trick. It'd be yeah. just like, dude, you don't want to go on this show. I think it was like, hey, DC. It's a bad move. DC can't do it. Can't do it, DC. Now we almost almost had it. Almost had it. I still have his number. I could ask him to come back. Maybe maybe that's like a Gary the Squirrel thing. Wouldn't that be the greatest? That'd be the best. Dane Cook on the Gary the Squirrel show. Right? Let's see any calls. Any calls? We're gonna wrap this out. This was a fun. This is a. This is a. This is a fun one. A fun hangout episode. Was it clippable though? Yes, it was. It was clippable. That's all that matters. It's the only. It's the only metric anything's judged by now. Whether it's clippable. All right, everybody. I'm gonna play a song on the way out. I'm going to say this. If you think this week's show was a fun, low-key hangout, next week's show, get your bleeping sunglasses. Get ready for for uh, some star power in the studio. Um, I'm not going to say who's going to be here. Um, I will give a hint. I will say you should get ready to how do I want to say this? Manage your evening accordingly for next week. I would say managing your evening is the way to go. So we'll see if you can. It's all about management next week between you and your thing not saying who it is not saying who it is so everybody we'll be back next week we got a great one for you thanks for listening fun times ahead you know what's great who's a part who's so great on the 24-hour show our friend fat tony i'm gonna play some fat tony on the way out see you next week 
The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns. Segment producer, Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.